All right. So my name is Jacob Hopkins. I'm hanging out with Elias in the Man Cave Chronicles. And uh, you can catch me on Dragon's Rescue Riders as Actual Things on Netflix. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Jacob, welcome to the cave. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm happy to be here. How are you, man? What's new with you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, I get to finally talk about uh, Rescue Riders um, on Netflix. That's right. Uh, it's a um, How to Train Your Dragon spinoff series. It's really, really cool. Um, it takes place in like a village in the dragon world called Hutskalore, and um, it follows these two Viking twins, Dak and Layla, who were raised by dragons, and they go on all these adventures um teaching it's aimed at fairly younger children but also uh their parents you know it's a family show uh about what it means to uh be a hero really and um it teaches uh teamwork problem solving friendship and how to be brave and uh i play axel fink who uh is a human in the dragon world yeah and uh he's a a charming smooth talking 13 year old little bit a good, a little bit of bad, a little bit of both, as uh, Chris Pratt would say. And I'm um, really happy for you guys to finally meet him. Uh, he's coming February 7th, That's so awesome. be sure to check that out. Um, of course, I've got uh, more Goldberg's episodes coming out. Um, I just finished wrapping a couple of them a couple weeks ago. And I don't know the release dates on those yet, but uh, I will keep you all posted. You can go to my Instagram, uh, Hopkins Jake, or my Twitter, Hopkins Jacob Five, uh, and I'll I'll uh, spread the word on those That's for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, like like you mentioned, you know, the listeners know you from Goldbergs, and you got the Dragon Rescue Raiders writers coming now, and they also know you from Gumball, the Amazing World of Gumball. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about <laughs> yeah. that. But I want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about you. Where are you originally from? So I'm originally from L.A. Uh, I'm an L.A.-driven guy, and yeah. uh, my dad actually used to be an actor, and that's how I kind of fell into this uh, business. Um, I was like five years old, and uh, we were just running errands together, just, uh, you know, classic father-son time, and um, stopped by his agencies just to say hello, and they looked over their desk, said, oh, who's this little kid? You know, does he want to get into acting? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> What's acting? <laughs> right? And um, kind of fell into it from there and i fell in love with it totally um yeah it's it's, i've been having a blast what did your father do that uh made you get into it a little bit more like what was it like a certain tv show or movie that he did yeah so i i had no idea at the time because i was only like a you know five years old but uh played aj quartermain in uh general hospital so yeah so that's uh so that's how i you know was introduced in that world yeah oh wow so, yeah, uh, so yeah, what was, that was really cool. So growing up, uh, was there uh, anything else that influenced you to get into it? Um, just to, like, in the, in the eyes of, like, a five-year-old, you know, I, I grew up on Cartoon Network. You know, yeah. there was uh, Ed, Ed, Nettie, Chowder, Samurai Jack, you know, all, yeah. all those cartoons. And um, just, like, the thought of, like, being one, you know, in my own little kid way, you know, I thought that I could really become 
this character. And in a way, you can, you know, um, in voiceover. You can become, like, any character. And I'd always wanted to get into it, uh, especially from a very young age. So, yeah, definitely influenced by uh, cartoons for sure. And then, of course, there were the Marvel movies, you know, that were coming out at that time. And, like, just every, like, action superhero movie for me as, like, a kid, you know, that definitely influenced, like, whoa, you know, I could one day maybe, like, be this, you know. Mm, That's interesting. So when you were five years old, did you start taking acting classes right away? Like, what was the... How did you start it off? Yeah, so um, I, I did. I, I started taking acting lessons, but I learned most of what I know from my dad. Because, you know, of course, he was an actor before me. Yeah. Like my father before me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, everything, like, I would say probably like 90% of what I know, I know from him. Hmm. And, um, yeah, he, yeah, and it's all history from there. Yeah. What was your first gig? Do you remember? Yeah, um, it was this Kmart commercial, and I, I started out in print and doing commercials, you know, and yeah, that's always a great way to start out. Yeah. And um, around the age of nine is when I really like began to make like a oh, like a like a breakthrough, like a name for myself when I became Alexander Drew on True Blood, and um, I played a vampire on like the Elite Vampire Council. And I was like the oldest member, and it was just this really powerful, brooding character. And I had a blast on that, man. Everyone was great. Carolyn Hennessy, Christopher Maloney. I got to work with really great people. And, you know, you would think, like, uh, on the true blood, you know, a a really violent vampire-driven show. That would be No, it wasn't anything like that at all. Everyone was super nice. It was like a family. It was great. And, um... And later after that, um, when I was 11 years old, that's when I got Gumball. And so that was like the next thing, right? Um, And I was like, uh, I said, oh, yeah, I said already like 11. It was my first uh, voiceover gig, too. So that that would even added more to the hype. Like, whoa, you know, all right, I'm finally in charge of network. You know, the channel I grew up on inspired me. and, And that, of course, was like, just blew me away. And around that same time, I got on the Goldberg as well. So I really started, like, I, I was working my way up, right? Like, putting in all this hard work, and it was definitely paying off. And and then, yeah, and then, you know, Dragon's Rescue Riders came around recently. And, yeah, yeah. So, so for the going great. for the Gumball, uh, how did, like, what was the process with all that, like, going for, like, voiceover? Oh, man, that was crazy. In a, in a good way, though. Yeah. Uh, everything, every single thing. I've learned about voiceover. I've learned uh, from Gumball. Um, so it's a very unique uh, process, actually, for Gumball because it's not or wasn't created in America. It was created in London by Ben Bokerle. And um, it, was, it was originally like this, um, this 3D animated, 2D animated pilot created in London, and then it became the show when it was pitched to Cartoon Network in America. And so the recording process is like a fusion between those two worlds of London and America where I step in the booth and I'm Skyping with uh, my voice director, Richard Overall, from London. And so that's how I, you know, get my direction, you know, what I need to do and everything through Skype. Uh, You know, they're all the way in London, right? And um, getting the job. um, So beforehand, um, I had to, like, listen to original recordings of uh, Logan Grove. Um, and 
it was like two months, maybe even more. I'm pretty sure even more than two months of working to get the job where I went in for the audition. They loved me. They, I went for a callback. It was, it was going great. And then they put me to the test. They said, okay, Jacob, you know, what we need you to do now is we're going to give you snippets of episodes to record to animatics. And then we're going to give you like full episodes to record. And they were all like tests basically. And, um, after all of that, you know, <laughs> you know, finally got the job. Yeah. And even like once I got the job, like I was already like I already I wouldn't say like a pro, but I had learned so much up to that point, just like the process of getting the role, you know. And so, uh, you know, of course, I'm very thankful for that time for sure. Yeah. What did so what do you find most challenging about doing voiceover? I feel like. You know, there's the technical stuff, right? Yeah. Like, don't, you know, like, say the letter P's or B's too hard. But I feel like the most challenging thing is, the, the, like, the vast difference between voiceover and on-camera. So I, I um, did on-camera before voiceover. And um, most of the time when you're going on-camera, you got to be, you know, more real and be, like, a realer person and get, like, real emotions across. Of course, Gumball has its really real, tender moments. But in voiceover, you can be as crazy and zany as you want. I mean, just, like, go on your TV right now. Just click on any cartoon, and you'll hear these crazy voices that sound nothing like anybody would ever say, and they take these risks that nobody would ever even think of to do on camera. And so adjusting to that, well, I wouldn't say it was very challenging for me because I was 11 and I was already pretty wild at that age and I was like full on ready to throw myself in that booth. But I would say that's definitely like probably the most challenging piece of voiceover mm-hmm. is mastering that art of creativity and zaniness. So now you mentioned that, you know, you're going to have a uh, dragon rescue writers coming out. Like how exciting is it to be like in that world? Oh, it's great. I, when I was, I would say, in, even in elementary school is when I started getting into the How to Turn Your Dragon series. Yeah. And I was a huge fan of the books before they made the movies. So, you know, of course, as soon as they came out with the movies, I was all over that. And then the TV show and everything. And then I get this call for Dragon's Rescue Riders. I'm like, huh, okay, well, what's this about? And I'm reading into it. And I see DreamWorks Dragons Rescue Riders. I'm like, okay, DreamWorks Dragons. I kind of see where this is going, and I'm getting a little excited. I want to make sure, like, I'm I'm not like getting my hopes up too high. And sure enough, in the synopsis, a spinoff world and huts galore of of how to train your dragon. I'm like, oh my god, you know, I'm freaking out. And um, oh man, I I, I loved it, dude. It, it was it was great, and um. Yeah, and and, and it's, it's been a blessing so far, man. Dragon's Rescue Riders is awesome. And when when did you say it's coming out? February what? February 7th, yeah. All season right. two's dropping. That's where I make my intro. And uh, you'll see a lot, lot more of me coming. That's awesome. Now, with all the whole voiceover work, do you have, like, a dream role that you want to play in the voiceover world someday? Oh, man. Well, besides, like, you know, like I would say probably voicing in like an action hero anime would definitely be like my dream in the voiceover world. But yeah. besides that, I actually am like in the midst of creating my own 
uh, cartoon. That's awesome. And it's like all hero themed and super powered and everything. And um, I've spent like three years um, developing it so far. And I would love to like maybe, you know, one day pitch it to Adult Swim and stuff. Like definitely creating my own cartoon is my dream in the voiceover world. Because not only would I be voicing like a really cool uh, uh, cartoon, but like I would, I would be the creator, you know? Yeah. And uh, I've learned many, many things from Ben Bokele, the creator of Gumball. And, um, you know, I really admire him as a creator because, you know, he's created the show, you know, it's his baby. And, um, you know, really admire him, look up to him. And I hope one day to do something like him, you know? That's awesome. Now we mentioned earlier, also you recurring role on the Goldbergs. You play Chad, one of Adam's closest friends. How did you uh, get the role of Chad? Yeah. Chad friends. So it was just like uh, any other audition, you know, I go into the office and, you know, audition for it. But I, funny enough, I was, I was already kind of a fan before the show. I, the show was fairly new. Um, I came on in season one, it was still season one. And um, I'd gotten into it and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Because it was a true story about this crazy family. It's like, wow, my family's not the only crazy one, you know? <laughs> And, uh, right, and uh, not to mention I'm a huge 80s junkie. My, my, my parents taught me well, all the 80s music and 80s fashion. And uh, it was definitely really exciting, and uh, it's been a blessing ever since. Really happy to still be a part of it to this day. How would you describe Chad? I, yeah, I would describe Chad as, well, funny enough, um, the real Chad Kremp. Uh, plays Charles Kremp, my father, on the Goldbergs. Yeah. So, um, you know, hanging out with him and getting to work with him a lot, I describe Chad as a preppy uh, 80s kid. You know, he comes from a very soft-spoken and humble family, but, you know, he's definitely a cool guy, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's definitely that difference between just the uh, cool, preppy 80s kid and then the uh, crazy zaniness of the Goldbergs. Yeah. And I feel like it's a really funny, like, striking difference. Now you filmed them. You filmed a lot of scenes with Sean because he plays like your best friend on the show. Like, uh, how's it filming those scenes with him? Oh, it's really hard to keep a straight face. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Sh- Sean's great, man. Um, like he embodies the real Adam so well because there are many moments in the show where we, uh, Sean and I, have to like recreate. Um, actual footage that Chad, the real Chad and Adam took of themselves when they were kids. And he does it so well, and it's so hard to keep a straight face. He's really, really funny. And I remember on the first episode that I was on The Cremps, um, he was, like, instantly like a brother to me. He, he's he's definitely, like, one of my best friends up there. He's, he's a really, really great guy, and I really enjoy working with him. Yeah. Do you have, like, uh, what's, like, the funniest thing that's happened to you on set with the Goldbergs? Oh, man. Well, I got a couple. Uh, no, scratch that. I, I, there's, like, literally every moment, but I, I'll narrow it down to maybe two. Um, so, the, like I mentioned, the first episode I was on, The Cremes, um, I got to work with uh, Wendy, who plays um, Beverly Goldberg. Yeah. And she's a comedic genius, man. I mean, she, she doesn't stop improvising. You could keep her going for, like, days, and she'll always come up with something new. So at the time, I wasn't 
as aware as I am now, because it was like my first time working with her. And um, there's a scene where um, I like knock on the door and I ask uh, if Chad can come over or Adam can come over to play. And it's supposed to show the difference between like, well, when Adam comes over to the Kremp's house, Virginia Kremp uses an intercom to quietly call me down to play with my friend, right? And then <laughs> when I go over to Goldberg's house and ask if Adam can come over, uh, <laughs> she just screams, Adam, get your ass down here. And then she turns to me, and after each take, she just improvises these crazy, zany monologues. And uh, I just, oh, man, it was the funniest thing ever. But that was like, I'll always treasure that memory. That was like the very first um, memory of working with her. Recently, though, um, on uh, one of the two recent episodes, I got to work with uh, Wendy even more. And um, there's a dinner scene, and I won't give away much, um, but it has to do with fish, this episode. And there's a dinner scene, and um, that probably took like two hours to shoot in a very good way because there was so much that happened and both Jeff Garland and Wendy just would not stop improvising for the life of them. It was probably the <laughs> funniest thing I've ever been to. It was great. That's crazy. That's crazy. So I was talking, I was actually talking to Sean last night for a few minutes and he told me you do some impressions. Oh, awesome. He told me you do some impressions. Oh, man. What's the deal with that? Well, I got to break out the voice actor skills. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he told me you do a few. What's uh, what's some of your favorite impressions that you do? Oh man, um, they're mainly from like uh, animes. Or oh, hold on, here's um, let me actually let me search up some uh, some quotes to do here. So I've recently been getting into uh, My Hero Academia, which is a great one, and um, the uh, very talented. Let's see, All Might. There we go. He's a very, he's a very powerful number one hero in uh, this hero world. And um, I'm just going to look up some quotes here real quick. He's got this very, very deep voice, um, uh, voiced by Chris Sabat, um, same voice as Vegeta and Piccolo from Dragon Ball. So he's got that very like back and throat deep voice. So here we go. <clears throat> Never fear, citizens. Everything is fine now because I am here. Wow, that's all night for you. <laughs> wow, that's good. That's good. Yeah, he did, he he told me that you do a really good Jack Nicholson impression. Well, I try, Elias. So, uh, I'll tell you something. One time, I was working with uh, with uh, Kubrick on um, on The Shining, and uh, I gotta tell you, there was one moment. I had to film a scene where I was axing down a door, right? And I, uh, I, I took that axe in my hand, and I'll tell you, buddy, I, I said, axe, death, murder. Wow. You know, little pigs, little pigs, let me in. Not by the hair on my chinny chin chin. Wow. And I'll huff. And I'll puff. And I'll blow your house in. <laughs> That's awesome. So what do you do? Do you like do you sit there and try to practice more and more like every day with some of your impressions? Oh yeah. Yeah, one of the ways I definitely love to like improve um because like 
in my mind, to be a really good voice actor, yeah, of course, you've got to definitely act, but you've got to have range. Yeah. Because that's when it really comes down to it. It's like, uh, it's like drawing. You know, if you have different... You can have one style that looks amazing, right? But if you can draw in different art styles, you can really wow and impress people. Hmm. So what I, what I do to you know, improve that range is just imitate and practice voices that are already out there, you know, like Mark Hamill's Joker or All Might, like I just did, or Vegeta from Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, maybe real life people too, you know, uh, maybe John Mulaney, you know? So just like <laughs> those voices out there that That's are awesome. already there and they're really unique voices. That's what I try and get down. And that really like improves the range for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. What kind of advice do you give people that come up to you that tell you that, you know, after they see you, they, they want to get into the acting business. What do you tell them? I always tell them, first of all, to, to persevere and never give up on your dreams. Because if you work hard, at the end of the day, you're always going to get where you want. The drive that you have is always going to, you know, get you anywhere. Mm. So that's number one. And then number two, I always tell them, apply for anything, even if you don't know what you're applying for. And, um, like, for example, if there's, like, a local theater that you can watch or maybe an acting class you know low budget or not go for it try it out because you always start from the bottom and when you start from the bottom there's only one way to work up and it's up that's right and um you know yeah so always apply never give up and practice always practice practice um for voiceover world i there, there's a bunch of like technical stuff that i do uh this is like from the technical side outside of the um morality of it all um, like, for example, um, I always practice the distance from the mic. It should be a hand's width. I, um, to improve my diction, I take um, like a flexible medicine cup and put like a tiny rubber, ball, rubber band ball on it and really bite down on it and really enunciate every single syllable I say, you know, just all these technical um, like tricks and advice that I give them as well would definitely improve your techniques and your acting abilities. You know, and take acting classes, apply for acting classes, really learn. You have to, like, get out in the world. And, you know, one more thing I would say is to watch people. Because when you are going to go into this acting world, you got to know how people act. Because acting is all about imitating people. Hmm. So get out in the world, stop closeting yourself into, you know, whatever, just to be safe go out and experience the world and really learn people. Yeah. You, met, you mentioned like looking up to people who are like some of the influences that you look up to in the acting world. Oh yeah. Well, Jack Nicholson for sure. I mean, he's a legend, man. One flew over the cookies nest of a shining. Everything he's done is a masterpiece in my mind. And I, I would say I really, really look up to him because every single thing he does is so natural. And he always like fills up the moments, even when he's got nothing to say, he just, finds emotions or expressions to express you know you feel like he's going to say something but he won't it's just he really keeps you on the edge of your seat all the time and you know obviously he's cool he's probably the coolest man on earth so <laughs> that's right yeah. so uh on your downtime what do you enjoy doing oh man well when you're, when you're not I working earlier about like drawing and stuff briefly but yeah i, I really love uh drawing cartoons um, I love Taekwondo. I've been doing it since I was nine years old, and I'm very, very close to a third-degree black belt. Oh, wow. um, that's, that's like my 
release. You know, Taekwondo is like my uh, my second passion outside of acting. Yeah. And um, of course, I uh, as a classic eighteen, almost eighteen year old, I enjoy the the video game, if you would say. <laughs> um, love spending time with my family, my bro, my friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's I great. would say I'm a guy, so I really like uh, just going out and and doing things in the world. Yeah. Do you have any any other future upcoming projects that you could tell the listeners about? Not yet, but okay. there is definitely more Dragon's Rest Riders coming out, and I'm super, super excited for you guys to see that. February 7th, February 7th, right. sure, on Netflix. Yeah. And lastly, how can the listeners find you on social media? Well, I mentioned it before. I'll do the plug-in again. So uh, my Instagram is Hopkins Jake, and my Twitter is Hopkins Jacob 5 So if you're interested in any updates on anything, always go there. I'll be posting letting you guys know. All right, Jacob, this was fun. Thank you for coming on. All right, thank you, man. I had a blast. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.